Hello, hello, hello. It's nice to see you, to see you nice. Welcome once again to Play Your Pods Right. We're back. My name is Steve, and joining me once again, swinging through the crash paper, it's my lovely wife. It's Hayley. Hayley, how are you? Hello, I'm good. How are you? I'm okay. I'm all jabbed up. I've got the 5G. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Jokes. Oh, my giddy aunt. So, don't yeah. Forget to, uh, don't forget to post your picture. They're saying that you've had your jab on social oh. media as well. Oh, yeah, or else it didn't happen, did it? Yeah, of course. Oh, good God. Yeah, so, yeah, we've had a few weeks off. It's been a busy and weird transitional time. Uh, we hope your listeners didn't miss us too much and to partly ease our way back in, but also celebrate a year of the podcast. We thought we'd revisit the first few episodes, and today we're going back to where it all began with gladiators yay <laughs> i listened back to that original episode and it was rough it has to be said but i think i could we kind of me and simon kind of set the stall out pretty well for an opening gambit really but yeah I mean, it was what it was. I was very green as green as grass. Didn't really know what I was doing, but you know, made the best of what I could. So here we are, with Gladiators. Then the original air date was the tenth of October, nineteen ninety-two, and it was held until January the first, two thousand, where it had one last little special, and then it came back once again on Sky One for an ill-fated couple of year run. There, the reboot was awful. It we we dwelled on it a, a bit too much in the original, like. It's not terrible, but it's not what it was. It's not the same. You should have just left it alone. Yeah. Really. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But it was devised by LWT from the American version, and we saw a lot of the Americans in this episode. So your hosts for this were Ulrika Johnson, uh, Jeremy Guskett, and podcast favourite John Fashnu. Awuga. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> And then the reboot was hosted by Kirsty Gallagher and Ian Wright, and I think there was another host after Kirsty left, but I didn't, I couldn't find a name anywhere. No idea. Yeah, basic format. In case you've never seen Gladiators, and if you haven't, then how? Have Why you... not? Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> it, it was more a case of how have you avoided it for so long because it's yeah. been repeated on challenge ad nauseum since the dawn of time. And it had a good run to start off with as well. It was like, and it was so popular, you'd be. You struggle to avoid it if you watch telly in the 90s. Yeah, basically. So it was elite members of the public looking to challenge the Gladiators in a series of gruelling physical challenges in a bid to win the tournament and become the annual Gladiators Grand Champion. Prizes. My word, what a time. So it started out at five grand and it got lower over time. And then there was a holiday and a car, potentially, depending on what series you were on as well. And yeah. we got quite outraged about this way back when, when we covered this originally, seeing that, you know, what the contestants have to go through, like 5k and the amount, and as, as I say, the amount went down, just didn't seem worth it. Yeah, I made a note of that. I was like, for the amount of stuff that you have to go through, you know, like, is it worth it? Yeah. Like I... some of the injuries and the, the bumps and things that they're taking is just mm -hmm. insane. And I mean, it's nice that they have a runners up prize as well, but you have to beat three people in order to get to the final. And then you've got to, so that means what, how many gladiators have you got to go up against? It's... I think it's six per gender. I think it is six or seven per gender. Yeah. Like per match. Well, I say match like per game. Oh yeah, yeah. Per episode. And then you've got to do that three times over mm. and then go into the final. It's a lot to put your body through just for five grand. Yeah. Well, you know, in the last couple of series, it was only two grand. That was the runners-up prize on this yeah, episode that, was, that we watched. Yeah, that, that was that was the champions' prize later on. Yeah, I don't think it's worth it. No. I mean, I think a lot of people probably just went on it just for the fun of it. Yeah, just to say that they had done it because it was so popular, not necessarily for the prize, but yeah, definitely, yeah, it's it's not worth it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So the just a few facts for the show. It had several spin-off episodes, including a Versus America, the Springbok Challenge, and the Ashes, where the British Glads faced off against international gladiators. Show favourite John Fashnew's UK hosting career basically came to a screeching halt in 2003. Do you know about this? No, I don't know. So he came in second in that year's I'm a Celebrity, 
off the back of that kind of resurgence, he made a reality series in which he managed a Sunday league football team, then made the career-altering decision to host Man vs. Beast, which never aired after quite rightly animal rights groups intervened. Like, athletic contests, but you were against animals, so you'd be like a 100-meter race against the cheetah. Okay. Stuff, stuff like this, it was... So you're forcing animals to do... Yeah, basically, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm not surprised that they didn't air, to yeah. be honest. Quite controversial. Mm-hmm. But Fash is now the host of Deal or No Deal in his native Nigeria. Is he really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. I didn't know he was still around. Yeah. So with Gladiators, they ran non-televised events to, to essentially focus group new games and audition new Gladiators, kind of see how the audience talked to them without like the pressure of cameras and you know, the ballyhoo and, and everything like that. Like we said earlier, the original prize for the winner was 5K, and this got less over time with the prize by the end of the show's official run in 98 being £1,000 and a cheaper car with extras to be given out, e.g. contestant with a fast eliminator time got a grand. Yeah, I was going to bring that up um, because I thought that there was a prize for the person who completed the eliminator the fastest. Yeah. But it wasn't on this episode, so I don't know if that was something that they maybe brought in later. Yeah, yeah. But I do remember that happening. I remember that being a thing. Yeah, definitely. And then the runner-up later years got a holiday and a £1,000. So if anything, they got the better deal. Yeah. I would say so. Yeah. But uh, the show received a CITV spin-off called Train to Win that had a quiz element and was about healthy living, but in later series they removed the educational elements thus defeating its own purpose. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. There was a number of controversies through the run of the show. In the first series, during The Wall, contestant Nicola Borden slipped away from Scorpio as it turned out she'd greased her leg. John Anderson, King of the Referees, ruled this was against the spirit of the competition and new rules were put in place. As there was nothing against it at the time, Borden was allowed to keep the points she'd earned. I know. It's not good sportsmanship, is it? No, no. (laughs) Following the Wembley non-televised event in 1993, Phoenix, Flame and Hawk were all sacked after being bottom three of a reader poll in a magazine. I read about that. But why would you... Is that just based on like popularity? So like, okay, yeah. you guys clearly aren't popular, so we're just going to let you go because nobody likes you. Yeah. If so, that's pretty awful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I can't remember the name of the actual like director or showrunner or whatever, but he's not well thought of in, in the industry. Okay. So that kind of says a lot. Yeah. After the 94 series, Shadow was sacked after a newspaper uncovered his steroid use. That's pretty well known at that one, yeah. I think. yeah. Uh, series five was known as the series of injury. I was just going to say, I read about that as well. Like, mm. um, it, I know that Jet basically was forced to retire after getting injured on one of the events that's in this show. Yeah. So I was yes. going to bring that up later. But Yeah, she was injured on a, a non-televised event in Pyramid and retired from the show as a result. As a result, and as a result, I should say, Pyramid was dropped from the show. Yeah. But then was brought back a year later because they thought, oh, she'll be over it by now. And, <laughs> Personally, I uh, now this is just me personally that I think this is when audience numbers started to drop off as well after Jet left. Just saying. Yeah. You've lost a big demo there. Amazon retired. So she injured a knee in training and had to retire from the show that year. Zodiac only made two appearances through the whole of Series 5 as she got injured during training. Nightshade also only made limited appearances after picking up a virus during the Ashes tour earlier in the year. Jesus. And in 97, Warrior was sacked following an arrest for firearms offences. Yeah, I read about that as well. Good God. Yeah. Uh, and then you've also got like the Ulrika Johnson and Hunter scandal, which they tried to mm-hmm. deny. And uh, didn't she come out later and say, yes, there was Yeah, she something. put it in a she put it in her autobiography and was That's like, yeah, we dated for like a year. Yeah. So, it was like everybody really knew. Pleasure. Yeah, it was it was pretty <laughs> obvious. Merchandise included home videos, action figures that were released by Hornby, of all people. Okay. The train train guys. The train people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what I really, really wanted to talk about were the compilation albums. Oh, oh, do we have to? Yes. (laughs) So all of them had the Gladiators theme on it, or a version of... And the Gladiators theme was actually commercially released into the charts. And if I remember, did quite well. I know I had it. So uh, Terry Terry bought it. Okay. So wow. there was that. Because <laughs> it's the Gladiators theme and it's badass. 
it is badass, but the actual version of the song is just it's so long. <laughs> it is so long. It's only three and a half minutes. It doesn't feel it. It feels like three and a half hours. <laughs> <laughs> But there was one I saw crop up on Instagram called Return of Gl- Return of the Gladiators, which featured Unbelievable by EMF. Good track. Good song. Pretend We're Dead by L7. Good track. Good song. Boys Are Back in Town by Thin Lizzy. Good song. We Are Family by Sister Sledge. Of course. Of course. Good and song. And then you had the novelty songs. You mean those aren't the novelty songs? No. They're, they're, <laughs> they're good, solid dad rock. Like, but... The actual theme is by a hair metal band called Storm, or The Storm. It varies depending on who you talk to. And if, as we were just alluding to, if you watch the music video for it, oh boy, that is some <laughs> low-budget stuff. That is terrible. So, like, they've taken clips from the show, there's a lot of blue screen, and then occasionally it'll cut to the lead singer of Storm, who looks like the love child of Mick Jagger and Tommy Wiseau from The Room. <laughs> in front of said blue screen that has like a rolling sky image on it and it just looks like a bad karaoke video. Yeah. The best bit though is he sings the the iconic verse that we all know and love and on the blue screen behind the show like Atlas Spheres and he just casually walks off. Like they don't fade him out or anything like that. He just walks away. (laughs) One of the lyrics as well, I didn't catch one of the words, but it's something like, got to move like a something spider, got to breathe the fire of the tiger, Gotta give your all to win. Ready or not, let the challenge begin. Breathe this... the fire of the tiger. Yeah. That just reminds me of Dio. Ride the tiger. You can see his stripes, but you know he's clean. Yeah, he was trying he was trying Shiny to... diamonds. Yeah, he was definitely trying to kind of get the spirit of Ronnie James Dio there. But yeah, this honestly feels like it was written in five minutes before he had to, before it had to be turned in. Yeah, it's some bad there's some bad rhymes in there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the bit that they kind of like trim it down to for the intro is great. Yeah. But if you listen to the whole thing, it, it's it's bad. It's pretty rotten, isn't it? <laughs> uh, the next novelty song is Gas featuring Puppet and Jackie Williams with Gladiator Rap. This is basically a very kind of out here brothers, early 90s style rap. And they like very awkwardly crowbar in event names into the rap. Like, if you meet your opponent on the wall, you're going to be the one taking the fall and so on. Mm. But but it does use a great vocal sample of John Anderson to go into the chorus of the 3-2-1. Fantastic. Which, which I dig. Then we've got We've Got the Power by Sonya featuring the gladiators themselves. Oh, we got the power. And as in the, the Sonya, as in yeah. flame haired Sonya, yeah, okay, yeah. This honestly felt like my, when Man United released the song with status quo, but worse. <laughs> Again, in the opening verse, Sonya awkwardly fumbles to get the gladiators' names in, and yeah, it's a bit of a slog to listen to. And they also put the event music on this album. And okay, okay. the band Storm, who also did these tracks, so if you remember, each event had its own, like, bed music. Yeah, I was going to say, like, if they've got the one for the Eliminator on there, that was a banger. Yeah. (laughs) The Eliminator, you say? Yes. Well, they were all, like, kind of epic kind of quasi-metal tracks, but the Eliminator theme actually had lyrics. Ugh. Why? Yeah. Um, The first verse is... Keep it as it is. That's so cool. It's like da 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 da. It doesn't need lyrics over that. It's like a cool guitar solo in the middle of it and stuff. Yeah. That's epic. Why have you put lyrics on it? So uh, the first verse is fine, except it talks about being face to face with a gladiator, which didn't happen. There's I mean, no gladiators in the Eliminator. Maybe what? that was the original concept. Like maybe that's where Pursuit came from. Like they tried oh, to make. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know, but. The second verse here, if I may, is a dramatic reading of the lyrics. Jumping high on the trampoline, then they can try on the rolling beam. Another net for you to climb, the treadmill, then the finish line, and you can give it your best. You can win 
you can pass the test. Set your sight on the goal. It's the fight to be in control. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Fuck off. <laughs> That is atrocious. <laughs> I'm sorry, that is awful. I'm not surprised they got rid of it. Oh, uh, I'm playing it at the end. Like that please, is. Please don't. I, I, like I'm not doing the uh, end credit music that I usually put in. That is going at the end of the show. I'm sorry, but it is. Uh, it has speaking, to be heard. Speaking of like end credits, like there's a different song at the end of the episode, right? That's that's as gas. Well. That's that's oh, the is that, gas one. That's the yeah. one? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. Okay. And, and... It's like music with more muscle. Yes. <laughs> Tu- oh, no, sorry. Yeah, that one's Tussle with the Muscle. Ah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so the gas one, I think, was for a different series. That de- that was definitely used at some point. Okay. An end credit thing. Yeah. So, yeah, as far as memories, like, this was the most quintessential must-watch show that typified the Saturday Night lineup for me. Yeah, absolutely. It was, it was my favourite. I just, I just absolutely adored it. Everything about it might be why I ended up getting into wrestling. To be honest, like most likely but, me as well. Like when yeah. I really stop and really think about it, because I can't pinpoint a moment like growing up watching wrestling. Where I went, that's what I want to do. But yeah. Gladiators is this wonderful mishmash of it all. It is, yeah. I mean, I read something on Wikipedia as I was kind of like doing some research and like a direct quote it's about wolf and it basically said wolf would argue with the officials and the contestants after a defeat to fire up the crowd in the style of a heel yeah and i was like that is exactly what it is he's basically just doing crowd work as a heel would in wrestling yeah i mean in the original in the original episode that me and simon did that we, we there was a point where and it will come up again as we go through it where we basically said wolf is the ultimate heel yeah Absolutely. I mean, I loved that man. He was always my favourite gladiator. And same as I say, watching him and then it was my cousin that eventually like got me into wrestling. Like he used to be watching it and then I would kind of sit and watch it as well. And I always kind of went more for the bad guys. And I'm assuming it's just come from like watching Wolf for years. Yeah. You know, I just liked those sort of like that larger than life character. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, this is basically sports entertainment. And then you look at the reboot, like Mason Ryan came from that. Yes. Yeah. And he's now he's now doing Cirque du Soleil. And the current. Is he really? Yeah, yeah. He's an archer for Cirque du Soleil. I didn't know that. Yeah. I just assumed he was still around in the wrestling biz somewhere. No, no, no. He just kind of gone quiet because of lockdown, so I didn't hear anything about him. No, he's he's Cirque du Soleil now. He's living it up. And obviously, uh, I think it was Atlas in the new breed of gladiators. That is Nick Aldis, the current NWA World's Heavyweight Champion and the husband of Mickey James. Fantastic. Like, yeah. So, I mean, that just shows what Gladiators does. It it breeds this kind of... Um, in fact, I think one of the females of the new Gladiators went to OVW, but didn't get any further. So she was on WWE's radar as well. Okay. She had red hair. I think her name was like... Flame or Blaze or yeah. yeah, something like that. Stand bog standard kind of name for girl with dyed red hair, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so the episode we watched is the, today is the same one that we watched for the original, which was the series three final from nineteen ninety four. And I pointed out when in the in the original episode that when I first told you I'm doing this podcast and we're going to watch Gladiators, and the first thing you said was, "Do you remember Eunice?" Yeah. That was She's the, the only contestant, thing. the only contestant whose name I remember. Yeah. Because she, she was fantastic. She yeah. just dominated throughout the whole of that series. Mm-hmm. She was Absolutely. Great. And we'll find out more about her in just a moment. But let's let's take it from the top here. After listening to the chart release version of the theme tune so much this past week, it's nice to hear what I consider the real version of the song. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've talked about it at at like at length now. And so, you know, the the original version of the song is so much better yeah, it's one of the best if not the best intros to any show yeah i mean like, as you'll as you'll recall when we did our top five theme songs it was my number one with with a bullet yeah it, closely followed by crystal maze of course but that is to come in a few weeks time yeah I, i'd be inclined to agree with that i would probably put gladiators at the top as well yeah so then after the opening credits, here come the gladiators, cheesy smiles and all, followed by a heavily pregnant Ulrika and hero of the podcast, John Fashnu, in the most smashing waistcoat. 
Yes, I was going to mention the waistcoat. What is on that? Is that is it cherubs? Or... I think so. Like I, I couldn't quite make it out. I don't know because it, it was just like nineties TV quality through YouTube that I was trying to watch it. But I yeah. think it's cherubs. Yeah, I mean, I've I've got it here. I've but like I really hoped that my original thoughts on Ulrika were way off base, but it wasn't. She's very dull, very rehearsed slash read off an auto cue. Very. Yes, it- it came across as being very scripted and she just didn't seem to have the same sort of energy or passion for it mm. or as Fash did. Yeah. Like at least he made it interesting and he was engaging. Yeah, like she just seemed a bit emotionless. And I mean, it's the final for God's sake. Yeah. And also you can barely hear her over the crowd, which by the way, I think has been sweetened. And I only say that because after nearly a year of putting up with the Thunderdome in WWE, I can tell when crowd noise is being added yeah. now. Yeah. But Fash, I mean, at the start, he's also quite vapid, but he gives a rundown of over 25,000 applicants. Yeah, that is crazy. That like, just kind of is a testament to how popular the show was, that there was yeah. that many people that applied. Yeah. And here it is. Yeah, even to this day, I can't put a full description of what this waistcoat is. <laughs> I, I think in the original, I described it as a Renaissance painting of some kind on a, on a waistcoat. Yeah, that's that's probably as accurate as you're going to get. Yeah. If you've like, not seen it. Like, I, I, it's a waistcoat that even John Virgo wouldn't touch. <laughs> but there's there's weird phrasing here from Ulrika. So the winner gets 5K and says, and has the opportunity to drive away in a 4x4 off-road vehicle. And I think she means if they win, they'll get, but it just, it makes it sound like they have to meet a certain criteria to get the car. Yeah, that's how it came across to me as well. Yeah. That's, yeah oh, good, I'm the, glad it wasn't just verbiage. me being an idiot. No, not at all. No, because you said like you've got the opportunity to go to drive away in a car. It's like mm. so. Does that mean they definitely get the five k, but then they have the opportunity for go to go for the car as well? Like, That's was, how it came across to me. Yeah, I was thinking like, okay, the like if you get the fastest time, you get the car kind of thing or something. Yeah. I don't know, but runners up also get two uh, k each. So and there was no holiday in this one, but that definitely came up in later series. Yeah, I definitely remember that. And then we bring on the contenders, starting with Eunice Hutheart, your hero. Yay! And Karen Sampy, I think was how it was pronounced. But Eunice taking the mick out of heavily pregnant Ulrika yeah. and says she's not going to take it too seriously, otherwise she'll make mistakes. I mean, I'm hoping she's going to take it somewhat seriously with it being the final. Yeah. I think she just more means that she's going to try and relax so she doesn't mm. overthink it or... I don't, I don't know. Yeah. But Eunice says her daughter is used to seeing her compete as she's a kickboxer, but her daughter wonders why she doesn't punch the gladiators. I want to see her punch a gladiator. <laughs> I just want to see her go up to like Scorpio and just like pop her in the jaw. Or something, you know? <laughs> That's harsh. I don't, I don't like Scorpio. <gasps> You're the reason she got sacked. No. <laughs> <laughs> what, when I was like eight? Yeah. <laughs> Dear Ulrika, I do not like Scorpio. <laughs> Please remove her from gladiators. Thank you. <laughs> Haley, eight years old. <laughs> yeah, so she's asked what she'd do with the prize money. And she says she sees a semi-detached with a garden and garage. I'm assuming she already has said house. I don't know. She said that she she was didn't want to talk about what she was going to spend the money on, but... When she looks at that four by four, she envisaged a semi-detached house with a garage and a garden. And I'm like, five grand isn't going to buy you a semi-detached house with a garden and a garage, love. I've said exactly that. So, I mean, does that mean she's going to sell the Jeep to, to provide that house? Like, that's all I can think of. I don't know. Fash, Karen, did you ever think you'd be here in the grand final? Not really. I only applied for a laugh. <laughs> We're off to a great start with her, aren't we? Yeah. Also, she says like, oh well i've had a lovely time and it's like that's what a contestant says at the end of a game show when they've lost mm-hmm. it's like you, you're almost sounding like you've already like you've ad- admitted defeat. defeat yeah yeah but over to the men's finalists paul field and at 452 we get our very first and a very faint awooga it is there but it's yeah. only like when just, sam comes out yeah yeah paul captain charisma and man a few words yeah relaxed i yeah, relax. <laughs> awesome. He's, and he says he's got a hundred odd from the police station there to support him. Who the hell's patrolling his patch? No, no one. Apparently not. <laughs> People are watching this and they're like, "Oh shit, there's nobody in the office. Let's go in a let's go do some know, shit, do some crime. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's go do that some crime." That sounds awful. I couldn't. I couldn't. 
I can't form a sentence, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> but he's against Sam Kojo, and Fash just hands the mic over to him, and then we get this. That, I don't know what to say. I, I mean, it's great. I suppose he's got more charisma than uh, Ulrika and trying to like get the crowd involved and stuff. Yeah, I think he's got the charisma of all, of all the contestants, Ulrika and Fash combined. Yeah, definitely. But uh, it was but, it was strange, but it but it was like refreshing to see. Yeah, definitely. But our first event is Gauntlet, which was always one of my personal faves. Yes, me too. I always enjoyed this one. This was probably one of my favorites, just because you've got to see more gladiators. There was like five gladiators in there rather yeah. than just being like a one-on-one cont- contest. Yeah. Eunice up first and found out she was the first female contestant to beat the pursuit course. And last time she did the gauntlet, she won in 16 seconds. That is speedy. Yeah. So Eunice is up against Lightning, Falcon, Ooh. Zodiac, Scorpio, and mm. Panther. So this is not an easy day at the office. No, not at all. Not by any stretch. But like, if anyone has seen Lightning now... Like, Kim Lightning bets, oh my Jesus Christ, like, she could now fill the gauntlet halfpipe because she is bolder for shoulders. Jacked? Yeah. Like, I've she's. I've not seen her. Mate, she's ridiculous. Like, so recently, I think it was just before the world turned off last year, she won a Miss Universe contest. Wow. And she's in That's her fantastic. 50s. In a fit, Jesus. Like, I don't think of her as being that old because, like, my memory of her is just from watching a nineteen-year-old. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. yeah, like I was gonna say, in Gladiators in the nineties, she probably would have been like, you know, in her twenties. So of yeah. course she's gonna be in her fifties now. But yeah. I just don't don't think of it like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, yeah, so I think she won a Miss Universe, and I think her husband won his category, and I think her daughter won as well. Wow. Like something like that. It's they're very much a family who trained together, stayed together, kind of thing. Yeah. So I I fr- I wouldn't put it past her being able to compete and do this now. Yeah. The the shape she's in, but as it is, a few duck and weaves later, and Eunice has smashed her way through in just eighteen seconds for ten points. Again, another brilliant time. Yeah, definitely. And then over to Karen. She's one of the few to complete pyramid but in the entire run of, se- of the series, hasn't done Gauntlet, so she's at a bit of a disadvantage here. Yeah. That kind of comes up again, like there's another another one of the games later on that Eunice has done, but Karen hasn't. Oh, I didn't catch and that. Yeah, and I'm like, well, is that, what, is that maybe what's giving Eunice a bit of the an advantage, maybe? Yeah. But, I mean, she, you know, you've just got to go back and watch the other episodes from this series to see like how good she was so yeah definitely maybe maybe not yeah but karen just squeaks through in 28 seconds for five points zodiac held her down for a good long time and johnny anderson had to step in yes he did yeah so in the audience and members of the american gladiators team as as i mentioned earlier and we get hawk telling us it's fantastic (laughs) god Uh, and i just want to say i'd love to have been in the audience for gladiators taping back in the day yeah because that crowd seemed absolutely electric and on fire for everything. Yeah, the smallest thing. They like, they were just on everything. Yeah, definitely. And I, I don't know if there's like audience. I, as I said, I think there's definitely some sweetening going on in the in the edits, but it does seem like they're they're properly up for everything though. Yeah, I mean, even if there there is some sweetening, like you've just from the camera panning across the audience, you can see how like electric mm-hmm. they are. Definitely. So over to the men now, and Paul's up to run the gauntlet. One of his big achievements on his way to the final was outlasting Shadow at Hang Tough. Yeah. Like, literally, Shadow is r- hanging onto his legs, and Shadow and is not a small off. man. No. And he fucking Paul holds his grip, and Shadow slips off, and he just swings his way over to the other side. Yeah. Like, he did it with, in, like, a pretty good time as well. Mm. And he also beat Wolf on Bridge and Trojan on Duel as well on his way. But in the gauntlet, he's up against Trojan, Cobra, Warrior, Hunter, and Saracen. Again, not a lineup I'd want to be going against. No, those are some of the bigger guys Mm -hmm. that are there. The only one who isn't there that I probably wouldn't want to go up against will be Shadow. Yeah, I would say in later years, it was Ace and Rhino you didn't want to draw. Rhino, yeah. Rhino was beast. Well, Rhino basically, he took over from Shadow. Yeah. like, And he was just squat. Like and just 
thighs the size of tree trunks, shoulders the width of like Bournemouth. Like, <laughs> couldn't, I couldn't think of an analogy. I'm sorry. I mean, it ain't wrong. You ain't wrong. <laughs> but yeah, he was a fucker you wouldn't want to be up against. Yeah. But Paul manages to smash his way through, also in 18 seconds, getting in, getting 10 points. Sam up next, and of course, someone needs to have a feud with Wolf over the course of the series. Of course, of and, course. And this this time, it's poor old Sam, and he also just won his quarterfinal. Pure photo finish stuff. That that was really interesting. So, like as he was coming down, coming through the paper burst, like the other guy was just behind him. Oh. Like, that was like very close. Also for Sam's gauntlet, Wolf's been brought in due to injury from Cobra, so we're carrying on the little feud here. Can I just interject something very quickly? It said that Mm -hmm. Cobra was injured, but watching Paul's gauntlet run, Cobra barely got a hand to him, so what the fuck has Cobra done to himself to injure himself? No idea. I wonder if they're just saying that to get Wolf in to keep this feud going. Potentially, yeah. That, That would make sense, I guess, yeah. Yeah. So Wolf takes down Sam, slaps him with the pillow, hands for a bit, but then he trips on the mat. <laughs> it was so funny. It was just it was just like something from a comic. Like oh. he just slipped on a banana skin. Yeah, he Oh, fell. bless him. In the immortal words of British Bulldog, when uh, the Shockmaster came out, fell on his fucking ass. <laughs> <laughs> but then he gets his comeuppance, though, because Sam gets hoisted out by Warrior, literally arse over tits over the edge of the half pipe. Yeah, he just yeets him over the side. Yeah. <laughs> But sadly, the 30 seconds expire, so no points for Sam, sadly. And Sam says he wasn't happy about having to re-enter the gauntlet after being yeeted because he just wanted a cup of tea. I mean, I can relate, but... Well, like... yeah. <laughs> but that's not what you're there for, mate. No. <laughs> so the next game is Pursuit, and the ladies are going to be chased by Scorpio and Zodiac. So this is kind of Eliminator light. It is, yeah. You've got, like, what, a, a balance beam. You've got, like, a wire bridge, monkey bars... And yeah. then you've got like some climbing walls. Yeah, it's basically a game of tag. It's the easiest thing to the easiest way to kind of put it. And what we do lose with this being the final is how the game works. But apparently, it's ten points for first, five points for second, and there's supposed to be points deducted for falling off the snake beam. But that didn't seem to be the case here. No, because I noticed some of the guys fell off. Yeah, they were I'd... just hopping their way along it. Yeah. I'll and I'll be honest. I did not like this event, but. It's still not my least favourite. Okay. I mean, I didn't like it as well. Like, the gladiators start chasing you after three seconds. Yeah. That doesn't seem like you've got... I was going to say it doesn't seem like you've got much of a head start, but, I mean, when we talk about the... uh, The final eliminator. Well, no, no. I was going to say, when we talk about, like, whether or not the gladiators actually got them, Mm. none of the gladiators in either the male or the female round actually caught up with them in this game. No. So maybe three seconds is enough. Yeah, it was needless. Like, the Gladiators stand no chance. Like, whether there were revisions in later series or not, I'm not sure. But this just seemed very run-of-the-mill. And, like, again, it felt like it was kind of thought up on a coffee break. Yeah. Like, but, I mean, as I say, like, it's not my least favourite game. I Mine is either Pendulum or Joust. Yeah. I didn't like... There was one where you basically just had to run across the suspension bridge. And they just swung the big like that's pendulum. Big fucking, that's no no pendulum's the, the is the pendulum's the one where it's just a big round ball and you had to crawl around it and it, it was like capture the flag. Oh, was it? That was pendulum. Yeah, I thought it was because bridge is the one where you run where you basically you and the gladiator run head to head at each other. Yeah. So what was the one? Where, yeah, that, that's the one I'm thinking of with the, with the giant fuck off ball that they just try yeah. to swing at you. They just get... try and swing it at you, and you've just got to keep running backwards and forwards across the bridge and like running side to side. Yeah. Yeah, that was my least favourite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it, just, is it just called Suspension Bridge or...? It could be. I don't know. I'd have I to check. I'm pretty sure it was Pendulum, but anyway. No, no, yeah, no, Pendulum's then... not because uh, I looked what, I looked up what that one was called because I was yeah. going to mention it later. Yeah, and <laughs> Joust was was just bullshit duel. Yeah, where you were, Where you were much. on some sort of, like, rocking horse. <laughs> Hi, it's us from the future. We forgot to talk about favourite Gladiator events. Like, it was in both our notes and we forgot to kind of talk about it at the same time as talking about the, the ones we hate yes <laughs> yeah and also favorite gladiators as well oh okay i wanted to talk about that as well so who are you who are your favorite gladiators favorite glads so from the men's side i always liked ace and rhino okay um I, I didn't like a lot of the originals to be honest yeah warrior warrior and hunter were like pretty boys and stuff and like but like ace and rhino were just no nonsense ass kickers yeah so, which you know, is what my... i was all about 
my favorite was obviously Wolf. Yeah. As I've already said, like without a shadow of a doubt, Wolf was always my favorite. Also, I like Cobra because he actually had like an ounce of personality. Yeah, that's true. You know, some of the others, same as you say, okay, they were no nonsense, just want to come in and kick your ass. But, you know, as a kid, I liked Cobra because he actually had something a little more about him. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, from the lady side of things, I mean, Jackman's favorites, Jet and, Jet and Lightning. Yeah, absolutely. I love them for the flips and shit. Yeah, yeah, well. basically, yeah, you yeah. Know? I was like, they're so cool. I wish I could do that. I always <laughs> wanted to do a no-hand cartwheel. Yeah. Always wanted to be able to do that shit. Yeah, I still do now. Yeah, that's true. That is but very true. I, I ain't doing that anytime soon. I came very close once when I was like 12. But yeah, close doesn't win fights. Um, <laughs> so uh, as far as favorite games, I mean, I loved Gauntlet. Yes. Gauntlet was definitely one of my faves. Yeah, same. Same as I mentioned earlier, you know, I got to see five gladiators in there rather mm. than just one. Okay, so you were so. all about you were all about like quantity quantity over quality. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, even in hindsight, that's one of my favorites because it's it's pretty tough going. Yeah, definitely. Dogfight was one I always loved. Yeah, but like Where kind of like, almost like a, a, oh, what wait, what? Yeah, I, I, remember I remember blimps. I remember blimps, but I thought dogfight was the one that was like almost like a tug of war type thing. Uh, Contender gladiator were each strapped into an airship suspended thirty feet above the arena floor. The aim is to hit the glowing chest plate on the opponent using a combat club, aka pudel stick. Uh, so yeah, it was like first to two wins, and you get dropped out of the airship. Oh, okay. I do remember that game, but I don't remember it being called dogfight. I thought dogfight was something else entirely. Oh, like you—you you think about like the tug of war thing, where you basically got like a dog's chew toy. It was like a doggy's chew toy, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like a figure of eight thing, you just had yeah, to like yeah, yeah. drag each other around and get them out of the ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty yeah. sure that was just called like tug of war. I think. Oh, I don't know. I don't remember. Sumo ball—that's the one we were trying to think of. Oh, the one where you just run back and forth and try and get like hit yeah. with a ball. Oh no! It says both participants have thirty seconds to push the opponent off the platform. Unless that's something else as well entirely. Jesus. Uh... So, yeah, know. suspension bridge. That's the one. Yep. Yes, suspension yep. bridge. Yeah, that Swing. was my least favorite. Yeah, absolutely oh. least favorite. Here's one I love: swing shot. Swing shot. Yes. Described that was very, on, very similar on, to catapult. Yeah, described on Wikipedia in this bungee fest. <laughs> contestants have to grab a colored balls from a central column, then bounce back and put them in their scoring baskets. Yes. Yeah, that was very oh. similar to catapult. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think. Did you like Hang Tough? No. I found See, it boring. Yeah. I mean, like, people that I've spoken to about gladiators in the past have always said, no, it was just like... You were just hanging around. Yeah. But I, I always enjoyed it. If It was fine if you got into the scoring zones. I just enjoyed seeing, like, some, like, I don't know, some, like, weedy fucker getting their, like, getting a gladiator coming towards them and, like, wrapping their legs around them. Mm. And you've got, like, some big burly gladiator and some little dweeb like holding on for dear life yeah I, that was that's why yeah. i i always enjoyed it also you pretty much always got jet and lightning yeah for the female gladiators in yeah, that as well light lightning was unstoppable because yeah. she was so quick yeah like she I, I definitely remember one where like the contender got kind of caught up in her own rings and lightning just kind of like just Casually just wandered out, essentially wandered over and just kind of like, yeah, off you go, love. <laughs> <laughs> See you later, mate. Whiplash is the one we were trying to think of with the dog ah, bone. Ah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't like, again, that seems like pretty dangerous to me. Mm, you rip- the separated shoulders going yeah. on there, definitely. Yeah. And and my per- one of my personal favorites was Skytrack. Yes. Upside down Skeletrix. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That is that is exactly what I wrote in my notes. Yeah. You're suspended upside down on a Skeletrix track. Yeah. And you've just got to crawl around yeah. the track upside down. Yeah. Fucking brilliant. Like yeah. who what what drugs were they smoking when they came up with that? <laughs> and atmospheres as well. It's like, I know, we'll put the contestants and the gladiators in fucking giant hamster balls. <laughs> like... I see, I, I liked atmospheres in the sense of the athleticism of you've got to push these giant fucking metal balls around. Yeah, absolutely. But I hated the scoring system. Yes, there were so many times when they rolled over those pods and it just didn't activate. Do anything, yeah. Yeah, so they're just there and they're just on it, going back, rocking backwards and forwards, trying to activate it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, this is dull. Yeah, like... yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I agree. And it shouldn't be because you've got people in a giant fucking hamster ball. Yeah. It shouldn't be dull. No, it shouldn't. It shouldn't. But that. thank you, Future Us, for talking about our, our uh, best and worst games. <laughs> and then we get this weird thing here with Zadiac. Zadiac. Because I've got the word gladiators in my head so much, and then I've seen the word Zodiac, and they look almost the same. But... <laughs> in a weird sort of way but yeah zodiac giving us some life lessons here about the gladiators and about being sportsmen you don't get great just always winning you get great by accepting to lose you get back up you keep fighting so remember that Poor, that that was really weird basically saying it's not about how many times you get knocked down it's yeah. about how many times you get back up live laugh love oh, fuck off <laughs> <laughs> Up next is the men's event and Paul and Sam, they're being chased by Wolf and Trojan. And again, I say chased. Yeah, they were nowhere to be seen. Yeah. They were way, way back on the course. Yeah, it's like a three-second head start on, the on say, the wall is fine because yeah. you've really got to kind of plot your path to for that to be an advantage. Yeah. But here, it's a fucking foot race. Yeah, it's like I just said, like three seconds doesn't seem like a lot, mm. but clearly it's enough because none of the contestants got caught. Yeah. But, I mean, between the two contenders, like, Sam was actually looking good here until, like, those Perspex walls. Yeah. And then he kind of lost his foot in a little bit, and then Paul just broke away. But going into the break, Eunice is leading 20 to 10, and Paul is leading 20 to 5. Eesh. Like, that, that, that men's event is already over, as far as yeah. I'm concerned. Absolutely. But after the break is the dreaded pyramid, and how I described it last time is basically a steep crash map pyramid and you have to press a button at the top. Obviously, knowing what we know now about the about Pyramid and the injuries it's caused over time, it just shows no matter how many crash pads you put down, accidents can and will happen with this game. Yeah, there are some nasty landings there. You've essentially got people like giving each other like arm drags and German suplexes from yeah. halfway up a pyramid That's onto actually a, a crash I've made. mat. Yeah. It's, it's insane. Like... Yeah. There's no okay, fair enough. You landed on a crash map, but you're coming down from some high, and you're probably mm-hmm. going to hit some of the steps on the way down as well. Yeah, like at one point, like like Lightning's leg was like two steps above where she actually was. And yeah. So it's great, bit like there's potential of groin tears and everything going on here. It's pretty horrible. But Eunice and Karen have been blocked by Jet and Lightning, and like I feel like this. Maybe it's me being too kind of safety conscious, knowing what we know now about sports injuries, blah, blah, blah. But I feel like they should be on wires. Maybe, yeah. To kind of Perhaps. lessen this, because like as we've said, like there's some horrific tumbles here. And as you've rightly said, lightning essentially German suplexing, carrying off the fucking thing. Yeah. The other problem with this game as well is that you, you're getting in each other's way. Like you've mm-hmm. got one point where like you've got, Jet trying to block Eunice and they're sort of in the middle mm-hmm. rather than being on one side or the other. And then you've got Karen who tries to kind of run out of Gladi- out of um, Lightning's way and she just ends up almost running into Jet yeah. as well. You just kind of, you just get in each other's way. There yeah. needs to be some sort of clear division down the middle if you want them to both go at the same time. Mm-hmm. Definitely, I agree. But no points scored. Brutal game. This was, as I say, this was actually Pyramid's last run before it was dropped after Jet's injury, but then it was brought back, and I'd be intrigued to see if they made any alterations to it, actually. Yeah, I think it would need some. It's one of the roughest games. Mm, definitely. But the gents are up next. The gladiators for this are Wolf and Saracen. Wolf has been in every game so far, and as the oldest member of the team, that's pretty badass. Yeah, he's 42. At time, in, at the in, time of that, yeah, yeah, in this in this episode, I mean, a he doesn't look it, no, but b being the oldest one there as well and doing every game so far, that's it's pretty crazy. I mean, have you seen him on Instagram? Yeah, recently. I mean, he's still in good shape. I think, hell yeah, I think he could still go now. Yeah, I mean, no he captain he captain like the old guard when they did the the new breed the versus yeah. yeah, they did like a a. a special of like the new breed versus like the old the, the originals yeah and and yeah he was like the team captain i can't remember if he competed or not but he but yeah he was it was in still fantastic being in shape there yeah, yeah yeah i think he turned heel at the end shock i think he actually joined <laughs> the new breed at the end or some shit yeah i um, remember something like that yeah I, th- I think he became like the new breeds coach for like the second series of some bollocks yeah. but um yeah but yeah he's like he's almost 70 now and he still yeah. looks great 
I mean, yeah, don't get insane. me wrong, he looks old, but that's because he is old. Yeah. But he's still in great shape. Like, there was videos of him throughout lockdown, like, weightlifting and skipping mm-hmm. and things. And he's great. He looks great. Yeah. And I know, like, he's purely here to kind of keep this thing between him and Sam going. But, yeah, what a, pardon the pun, warrior he is for, like, doing all the games. Yeah, and especially absolutely. one as rough as this. Yeah. But holy shit, Paul completely makes mincemeat of Saracen and wins in under 15 seconds. Yeah. Like fantastic. he made him look amateur. Yeah. They just kind of both fell to the floor, but Paul got up quicker than Saracen and just f- fucking ran. Yeah. He just went for it. Yeah. And a bit of rule breaking on both sides between Wolf and Sam as they hold each other down. Sam tries to pin it all on Wolf in the post game promo. And Wolf, such a pro here. I'm going to put his promo in. At the bottom of the pyramid, it looked like you were holding him down. But you tell us what happened. I asked the audience, he was holding me down. <laughs> hey man, I think that guy's. I think in the previous life he was a dog because he tried to bite me. <laughs> look at the close ups. I said to the referee, Look, he got my leg, I couldn't get up. <laughs> Wolf, referee is here, Mr. Anderson. No way, referee. I'm very happy to tell you. For once, you were right. Yeah! Wow! Let's hear it for the Wolfman! What a heel. Like, yeah. And, and it's always nice to see the bad guy get justified. Yes. When you got, you go, no, no, I wasn't holding him down. He was holding my leg. Oh, God. But, do you remember in later years, they'd play, uh, like, whenever Wolf got, like, his comeuppance, they'd always play Who's Afraid Who's of the afraid Big... Who's Afraid of the Big Bird Wolf? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Now, as, as brutal as Pyramid is, I say the next game is even more brutal. Yes, I made Powerball. a note about that. Yeah, I made a note about Powerball saying that, okay, you are coming down from height in Pyramid, but you're landing on a crash mat. There is no padding whatsoever on Powerball. It just seems like you're landing no. on some... If you if you get taken down, you just landed on like a gym mat. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's it, there's nothing there. Yeah. And um, like as we'll get into, like there's there's injuries from this game as definitely. well. Definitely. Yeah. But the ladies are playing against Jet Lightning, who has been in nearly every game so far as well, and Nightshade. And before before that, we hear from Karen who says Nightshade moves like a whippet. No, night I thought it was Nightshade Nightshade says that she moves like a whippet. Oh, I don't know. I couldn't uh, even though she's from Yorkshire and I myself are from Yorkshire, I couldn't understand what she was saying. I couldn't understand what Eunice was saying, to be honest. No, me but neither. She, but we'll get scouts, we get to that but... we get to that in a bit. <laughs> but yeah, so but yeah, Eunice absolutely smashes away through this, winning eight four. And then uh, we see Ice from the American Gladiator saying, This is pretty good. <laughs> this is pretty cool. <laughs> like ugh, ugh, shut up. Oh dear. But Eunice and Simon point this out last time. She doesn't care for doing the small talk. She just wants the results. Yeah. Like Fash is like, oh, that that was some tough going. How do you feel? And she's like, how did I do? How did I do? Yeah. What what what's the score like, kind of thing? But but yeah, like Fash is giving her the chance to get some personality across. But also, as the gladiators are leaving and Jet and Lightning are doing their flip de doos, I only just realised how tall Nightshade actually is as well. Yeah. Like she is fucking massive. She is. But, Scary lady. Mm, definitely. And then over to the gents, and they're up against Warrior, Hunter, and Shadow. I was just going to say, that's a bad lineup. Yeah. I wouldn't want to be trying to get through those guys. No. It's like the same as what we said in the gauntlet. You know, the mm-hmm. only person for me that I wouldn't like to be in there against that wasn't in the original lineup was Shadow. But yeah. that's just because he is fucking terrifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, like, um, again, I, I said it before, and I'm going to come to that in a moment. He's pretty dead behind the eyes. Yes, I, that's a note that I've made as well. But yeah, but we'll get um, to that. yeah, I'm going to say something really weird here. I remember the blokes all having like the airbrushed singlets. Yes, but Warrior and Shadow are basically wearing crop tops. They are <laughs> Shadow, this jacked black guy who, as I've just said, is fucking terrifying, and he's essentially wearing a sports bra. <laughs> like, come on, he's wearing a, a sports bra and hot pants. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that ain't right. You got you got to give the lady something to look at, haven't you? Not a fucking crop top <laughs> on, on a jacked black guy. That's no. But all brevity aside, first tackle of the game, and we get a ref stoppage. 
I said before, Shadow gets Sam with a lariat like Stan Hansen or JBL will be proud of, but it's horrific. Like it his neck brutal. snaps back and everything. Like you hate to see it. Like his head, I'm pretty sure his head bounces as well. Like, I mean, thank God they're wearing helmets. Yeah, absolutely. It is a brutal takedown. It's yeah. Really rough. And same as we just said, there is no padding there. So he just comes down like a sack of shit. Yeah. Like, and, and again, I don't know how you'd work around it but I don't like how much they lingered on it. Yeah. You see that guy getting stretched off. You see yeah. him going in the back of an ambulance. Yeah. And then you cut to Shadow for, essentially, for him to give an apology. Yeah. like And I think they told him to do that. Like I, I, like, I, I do I, as well. I think someone yeah. called an audible there. But it's, it's also like showing the family anguish. Yeah. And then that, you see, is it the mum or... It's the, his girlfriend gets, gets led away by a yeah. steward. Yeah. And it's like... It's like, don't get me wrong, like, you, you you, kind of, part of me thinks, okay, they didn't need to show that. They should have just gone, okay, he's out. Mm-hmm. We hope, because we wish I, him the best, let's move on. But at the same time, part of me is like, maybe they should show this because this has such a big family audience. It's mm-hmm. like with wrestling, you know, don't try this at, at home. home. Yeah. yeah, and at the end of the show, you always got the, do not try to replicate anything you've seen here today on Gladiators at the mm-hmm. end of the show. And maybe kind of keeping that in and showing well, shit, this guy's just been stretched off and put in the back of an ambulance. It shows yeah. that it, you shouldn't be doing it at home. Yeah, it you need the real dri- world consequence a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But it, it did make it awkward. Mm, definitely. But yeah, we get this interview with Shadow here. And as I say, I think it feels like a kind of, not forced apology, but it's like, dude, just like, you know, I feel like the director kind of went up to him and just like, just quickly go say something. Like, yeah. Because obviously he did have the reputation of being the scary motherfucker. Yeah, like, that's just it. He's apologising and he's just completely dead behind the eyes. He's not looking into the camera. He's not looking at Fash. He's just like staring off into the distance somewhere. Yeah. And, and he was and, like, oh, I, I, you know, didn't didn't mean it. I wouldn't wish that on anybody, especially not Sam. And then Fash is like, yeah, we wish him a speedy recovery. And it just cuts back to Shadow and he's just like, yeah, speedy recovery. There's mm. just no no emotion. Now, you see, I, I've i said basically the same as you the first time around we looked at this, and I, I kind of blamed it on his issues, you know, his yeah. substance issues. What and we know like, now. Yeah, yeah. And, and, but I think maybe he's just trying to keep it together. Maybe he's this was like shocked, the first, yeah. yeah, this was like the first serious con- contestant injury on, on the TV series. Yeah. So maybe he was just trying to kind of hold it together. Maybe it's just shock of it happening and yeah. guilt. Yeah, yeah. Like, so, you know, it's a bit of an apology and retraction from me of my previous comments. Like, and I said exactly the same as you, he's dead behind the eyes and let my knowledge of Shadow's past kind of cloud me. But, like, he does genuinely seem like he's trying to hold it together. Maybe, yeah. But, you know, is what it is. But we get Phil Campbell, who Sam beat in the semis, uh, step up to take his place. And he's gifted, for lack of a better term, <laughs> Sam's points. Wow, thanks. All five of them. Yeah. <laughs> So uphill, uphill battle for him. Yeah. But he's straight in score and uh, scores a two straight away. And Shadow definitely gets a bit more subdued. Yes, I noticed that he kind of went in for the tackle and he just kind of like grabbed him Backed on the shoulder. Off a little bit, yeah. yeah. Whereas Warrior and Hunter get more brutal. They just, yeah, just flinging themselves at people. <laughs> yeah, like I think the pair of them take Paul down at one point. It's rough as fuck. Yeah. Like, like yeah, it just like at one point like one just basically Fez presses him, like literally jumps up and wraps himself around him and takes him down. Like it's fucking horrific. Yeah. But uh, but that game finishes four all to the gents, and we cut to Nitro from the American Gladiators. Can't wait to do some competing. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <sighs> You're really I mean, selling this to me, mate. You're really yeah. selling it to me. Can't wait to watch this one. I actually kind of want to find it now and watch it, and I wish we kind of reviewed it, because I bet there's some really awkward American Gladiator shit in there. But... Yeah, you, you, you're watching that on your own, babe. <laughs> <laughs> but up next is Duel, the, probably the most iconic game in Gladiator's history. Yes, giant cotton buds. Yeah, baby. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. I've just had the weirdest, like memory unlock okay so i spoke about with matt when we did our family fortunes family feud wcw versus glow episode and i said that like the first action figure i had was sting and rick flair and arn anderson and and i didn't know who they were but weirdly i we must have had gladiators figures did you have a pugil stick yes (laughs) 
We because because did you give I, it to Sting? Please tell me you gave it to Sting. Well, Sting didn't have like handy holes, like because oh. they, they were they were solid non posable figures. But obviously, we got like like Ultimate Warrior, Shawn Michaels, whatever down the road, and a couple of them had like a Big Boss Man had uh, had uh, had had like a half open hand that you could put his nightstick in oh that's fantastic that i've got this Google image stick in his hand I'm, yeah i've just got this image now of boss man with a giant fucking cotton butt in his hand yeah, so that's we must essentially have had, what a pugil stick is yeah we must have had gladiators figures because i definitely remember that being in the toy box fantastic oh my jesus sorry that's a weird memory unlock sorry for the tangent that as mark and fraser would say tangent tornado right but yes <laughs> so yeah jewel First, we hear from Eunice, who says something about Karen being really chilled and that Karen owes her a fiver, I think. Yeah, it was something to do with, oh, we went out for a meal last night and then said that, if anything, Karen's more chill about it than Eunice is and that she's the toughest competition that she's had. And then just randomly goes, oh, and if you win the prize money, you owe me a fiver. Like, yeah. What? what? Okay. I'm sure that's something, but it's Eunice versus Nightshade. And Nightshade, basically, in the whole history of Gladiators and her time there, lost one. Yeah. One duel. Yeah. Up until like this point, she was undefeated in duel. Yeah. So she makes handy work of Eunice. But one of the weirdest comments, though, is that John Anderson has said contestants will get disqualified if they do too much defending. Yeah. If they don't try and fight back, they get disqualified. That makes sense. Like... You know, I mean, I get it, but if you're like maybe losing your balance or something like that, and you're trying to recover, mm. you're not. Oh, that's be... different. That's different to just kind of standing there and being in an on guard position. Mm, I suppose. Yeah, I guess. But I think the more. I, do you know what it is? I think it's more. This isn't exciting. Yeah, maybe. Like, but yeah, Karen up next. She does ever so slightly better, but still gets beaten. Like she lasts, I think, like two extra seconds. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so gladiators. But I suppose the gladiators have to win at least one game. But <laughs> and then a subtle little plug from Nightshade to get your audition tapes in for the next series. Yep. Before we go on to the men's event, where Paul is up against Warrior. It's Warrior's first time in two years doing doing duel. That's tough to say. Why would you put him on there in the final? I don't know. Like surely. But- the whole point is so like you know you've put nightshade up there because she's undefeated yeah i mean sh- again like going going back to shadow if you watch shadow and jewel it, as i say it's just a scary motherfucker yeah like so i mean okay okay maybe you don't put shadow on this round because of what happened in the yeah in the um, powerball game but if you, you wouldn't put somebody up there who's not been who hasn't done it competing in two years. in that game for two years yeah yeah in the final but maybe maybe it was supposed to be Cobra and he was shoot injured in the gauntlet. I don't know. Maybe. Like, Who knows? Uh, but like none of the blokes had a rep on on duel. No, not really. Just so they, that shadow was the one that I remember. But that's just because when mm. he stood up there, you would get that close up camera shot yeah, on his yeah, face, yeah. and it yeah. was so intense. Yeah, definitely. That's the only sort of male. Obviously, I remember Nightshade because of her reputation because she was unbeaten. Yeah. But then in duel for the men, Shadow's the only one that I remember. Yeah. But as you say, it's because of that tight shot. Yeah. But yeah, a couple of moments of Paul being off balance. Warrior's helmet slipping, but ends in a draw, meaning Paul gets five points. And Phil next, not an ounce of confidence on his face at the on guard. No. Like he's like, well, fuck it. Like he's, I think he kind of resigns himself. But he's, it did say that throughout the whole series, he didn't win any points in duel. Yeah. So in the times previous that he's done it, he hasn't won any points. So maybe he's just kind of thinking, well, I'm not very good at this one, so fuck it, I ain't even going to try. Yeah. Which is but, completely the wrong mentality when you've got five points. Yeah. <laughs> but, know, or nine, nine points at this point. Yeah, exactly. He swings wildly at the start, so it's completely off balance and swiftly gets taken down. So going into the Eliminator, it's Paul with 39 points to Phil's nine. Wow. Like, I mean, I said the game was over before the break. Like, but It's definitely over now. Yeah. But uh, the ladies up first for the Eliminator. Here we go. Eunice is leading 28 to 14. And of course, Gladiator's rules are half a second head start for every point. So seven second head start. Now, is it me or do you feel like the person behind should get the head start? Mm, no. I see. Okay. I get I get what you're saying. But then if that's the case, it kind of it do, not defeats the object. I'm not sure what, what word I'm thinking of here, but like, you know, you you're competing so to well. earn the head start and yeah. 
yeah that's the whole point you're trying to earn more points to give you that great that greater advantage later on yeah i guess round i guess yeah i see what you're saying though it's like okay well you're not as good as this other person so you should have some sort of advantage going into it but then yeah but then you 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 risk getting the people who know they're good at it will basically kind of throw the throw in the towel a little bit in the early going so they can fuck them up in the in the eliminator kind of thing yeah yeah in our original recording, I got the order of the course wrong, so here it is. So you got the over-under bars, the rope climb, the monkey bars, or the hand bike for the men, the rolling beams, the cargo net, the zip line, balance beam, travelator, rope swing to the to, through the paper burst. Why did the men have the hand bike over the monkey bars that the women had? Because it was harder. Is, is that it? Yeah. Just because it was harder? Yeah, okay. basically. Yeah. It, was, it, it always, always bothered me. Yeah, I mean like nowadays, give, give nowadays them both the same. Everything yeah. else, like it in the the other games, is the same regardless of gender. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to get on that soapbox here, but I I completely agree with you. Yeah. I mean, in the it just in later, me even as a kid, like it irked me. In later so. series and definitely in the reboot, it was the same both ways. Oh, it was. Sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Great. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Definitely in the reboot, it was the same both ways because like the studio that they had wasn't very malleable it was very limited space okay so they kind of had to do like it had to be one set thing yeah. or else kind of thing or, or or nothing and and also what i hate about the reboot sorry to the tangent tornado again was it wasn't crash mats it was a swimming pool yes yeah i didn't so like much. that at all i mean i get it because yeah. it's probably a bit safer, it's safer. overall yeah, yeah. yeah yeah i agree but Eunice was basically t- to show the level of the head start. Eunice was coming down the zip line whilst Keris was still going. Keris, Karen was still going <laughs> up this cargo net. However, drama. Eunice slips on the travelator not once but twice. <gasps> Eunice, heart, what are you doing? Heart in mouth. Luckily, Karen yeah. does slips as well, allowing Eunice to finally take the win. She's given a trophy and the check for five k. She dumps them on the crash mat. Runs over to the jeep and jumps on the bonnet, then goes to celebrate with the family. Yeah, the Clearly jeep is more, more important about to the her. car. Yeah, and I want to point out because I completely forgot to mention this earlier on. Uh, Eunice's husband has the most scouse mustache ever. <laughs> I know it's weird that I know I can visualize exactly what you mean from saying that as well. Like if you know the Harry Enfield Scouser sketches, you know exactly what I'm talking yeah. about. Uh, but yeah. So over to the men's event, and this already feels academic with Paul having a 15 second head start. What's the point? Yeah. Phil may as well just go home. Well, even at the starting line, he looked like he'd given up. Yeah. But and Paul's already halfway across the handbike before Phil even gets going. Paul was up the travelator just as Phil was coming up the zip line. Like, that's the level we're looking at here. Yeah. Easy. That was pretty much... I mean, Paul had time to celebrate at the top of the ramp. That's how much of a head start he had. Yeah. And, yeah, he basically just jumped through the paper burst. He didn't even bother. And it's right at the end we finally get an update on Sam that he was released from the local medical facility and was resting at the hotel. Also, which is quite nice for Sam, I guess, uh, because he did two events and Paul... uh, Sorry, Phil did two events. They split the runner-up money so they get a grand each. Yeah, I thought that was nice. Yeah, because you know, if Sam hadn't have gotten injured, he would have still been in the final, exactly like, in the final event. You know, so and maybe even deserves... maybe even been in a better position potentially. Yeah, and so he deserves something. Yeah, definitely. But it's the way Fash words it. It it's he says that because you did two events and Sam did two events, you're going to split the prize money evenly. So does that mean if Sam had done more events, he would have got more if Phil had to take his place? Maybe say like if he went out in the third, would does that mean he would have got twelve fifty? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, it, it's a it's an interesting question to pose. And then we finally get an awoga. I think that means goodbye. And we're out. Coming back to this, I was worried I'd basically have the same stuff to say. And a year on with fresh eyes, saw some things a bit differently. And Gladiators is still just the best. It is. It same as I say. It was my absolute favorite growing up and i would you know like if it comes on challenge or whatever i'll happily sit and watch it again I'd, maybe not like the reboot same as you say like there's elements of that that it's just not the same mm-hmm. as the original but yeah 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 it's I mean, great. one of my biggest things back when we recorded the original was 
is this really a game show? And I'm still kind of in that camp. Yeah, I, but, I, yeah. But I mean, we kind of settled it on were you competing for a prize? Therefore, you are, game, yeah. Therefore, and a game you, show. Yeah, and you're having to like beat a contestant. Yeah. You're going head to head with somebody else and you've got to beat yeah. them in order to progress. Yeah, but I mean, as far as pure entertainment goes, I can't ask for much more. No. And I mean, last time, so as far as revivals go, last time we were very critical of the Sky One reboot, and we have been here today as well. Yeah. But and we're also skeptical of any chance of it coming back. We were very much in the camp of leave the memories alone. Like, yeah. Also, I don't think you'd get away with half of that shit nowadays with exactly. like health and safety and yeah and whatnot. Knowing. What I mean, we know I mean, now. and rightly so. Like same as we've discussed, you know, you've got people who've had to retire from mm-hmm. injuries caused by some of those games, and then you've had. A contestant on this episode being stretched off and put in the back of an mm-hmm. ambulance. I mean, You're not going to get away with that now without some drastic changes. And I think if you made those changes, it's not going to be as enjoyable. Yeah, like it was like, and, and as I say, like know what we know about like concussion protocols and things oh, yeah. of that sort. Yeah, and I mean, we we did kind of fancy book possibility of Freddie Flintoff and Nicola Adams hosting. And since then, I've also just thought of Jessica Ennis Hill as well, like just to give it some validity and legitimacy and all that kind of thing. Yeah, but and and I really haven't wavered. I mean, as we just spoke about, like knowing what we now know now in regards to sports injuries, concussions alike, I, I still very much feel the same that like it would be nerfed to all hell. Yeah. Like if it were it, it would like, just ruin it. Yeah, exactly. It would be all foam, all everything padded up to, to high heavens. And yeah, sure there'd be I'm sure there'd be some interesting characters. Like, yeah, you know, there's no end of like top bred athletes that would want to apply or, you know, like some wrestlers that aren't yeah, you know, that aren't necessarily getting the big breaks on the indies that could be cast yeah. and then get seen, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. But, you know, someone like an Adam Maxted or something like that, you know, yeah. it, it would fit right in here. Absolutely. Like, yeah, definitely. But, you know, it just wouldn't be the same. Yeah. But that's it. Gladiator's back in the box again. And next week we're going to revisit episode two by looking at the Fast and Furious ready money round that is catchphrase. Say goodbye, Mr. Chips. He's waving. <laughs> And in the meantime, to all you wonderful people listening, please check out our link tree for links to all our social medias, all the podcast players you can find us on, my guest appearances, and even our YouTube playlist where we've put up all the shows we've covered so far at linktr.ee forward slash playyourpods. And if your podcast player allows, why not leave us a little rating and review? And if you like what we're doing, tell a friend, as word of mouth is still the best marketing tool going. But until next week, it's an awooga from me. It's an awooga from Haley. Didn't she? Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't she do well? Thank you, everyone. Peace and good cheer. Uh, <laughs> Hang on a minute. Can you stop a second? I'm just going to put the light on. Yeah, same. Very dark in here. It really has. <laughs> no, dogfight. Contender and Gladiator was, were each strapped to an air sheep. Air sheep. Air sheep. <laughs> <laughs> For fuck's sake, Stephen. Uh, Carry well, on. Uh, uh, I'm blaming. The, I'm blaming my jab. Um, and the wine. Yeah, and the wine. <laughs>